0: The whole point of content and the website is get them to do the next step. You don't have to sell them into a lifetime family wellness for themselves and their three other kids on that video. You just need them to take the next step. And a lot of it just comes down to like trust building or showing that you're an expert.
2: All right, remarkable CEOs, I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. This is the Remarkable CEO Podcast. And today, sitting across from me is a very special guest. He continues to rack up his appearances on the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Today, he is my guest. He is a guest expert here and uh, super pumped to be sitting across from you, Dr. Nick Silveri. Thank you for joining me today as a co-host here of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Welcome aboard.
0: Thanks for having me, Pete. I appreciate it.
2: So I'm trying to remember if you've been a co-host before. I know you've had Dr. Steven on your podcast. I've been, I
0: guess, on your podcast. But have you ever been the co-host of the Remarkable CEO podcast? I don't know if I've ever gotten the title of co-host before. I think I've been interviewed on the, but I like this new co-host idea.
2: Yeah, you're you're a co-host today officially. So, welcome. And I know you're going to do a great job. I know you have a podcast yourself, so you're familiar with being in the driver's seat. So, I'm excited for our conversation. I'll tell you, you know, before we open up and start the recording of our podcast, oftentimes we, you know, we discuss what we're going to be covering. We've messaged back and forth over the last couple of weeks before recording this episode here today, but I was blown away by the first thing that Dr. Nick you shared with me. And so, we're going to we're going to come right out of the gates uh, firing. Today, we're going to be talking about a few things. Number one, we're going to be talking about what true durability looks like. We're going to have a real-life, real-time example. Doc Nick's going to share with us that. For all you CEOs who've been listening to this podcast for years, Doc Nick is one of those guys, and he's going to share with you some things I think every one of us needs to hear, number one. Number two, uh, we're going to be getting into your marketing. We're going to be talking about legacy, which is thinking about your future. But We're also going to be talking about present, like what's important now, uh, right now in marketing, as we go into 2024 and beyond, what's what's important now? We're going to be talking about what's coming up next, and ultimately for you as a CEO and your marketing, Dr. Nick. Let's jump right in. I know you're uh, celebrating as a new father here, and that's one of the things we talked about right when we first, uh, you know, jumped on here today. Was talking about that, and the first thing you said to me was just blew me away because I'm a dad. As, as many of you know, I have five. Mary, my wife, Mary, now we have five children, and you know, obviously, you know, if you know my story now, how that's actually impacted me and my journey becoming a CEO. Uh, but it's cool to talk to somebody who has a different route, mm-hmm. but still has a, a very impactful message to share in regards to that. So Dr. Nick, I'd love to just open up, just maybe share a little bit of your story. You're a CEO, yep. but I don't need to do the talking for you. Just maybe paint a picture of who you are, And uh, yeah, maybe just share a little bit about this concept of scalability, durability, and how it's hitting very close to home right now.
0: Yeah. So I am a chiropractor. I have, uh, I've had my practice for 16 years and I still own it. I also started Leverage Media in 2017. So it's been about six years, six and a half years now that I've had that. So I have two, you know, uh, seven figure businesses that I have to make sure are like going in the right direction. When I started Leverage Media, I really made a concerted effort to try to focus on the things that only I could do because it was very difficult for me to get out of treating patients smoothly. So I just never wanted to be in the day-to-day grind of like client uh, deliverabilities, right? So like I guide the strategy and the, the 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 mission of the of the business. And now I have an associate driven business that is three hours away from me. So I live in Chicago. My practice is three and a half hours south of me. So I'm only in there three days a month. Normally, we just had uh, Giovanni a little over five weeks ago. And so in July, I was kind of on lockdown mode, just in case I didn't want to be that far away from home. So July didn't go. August, I didn't go because he was born uh, the end of July. And then this month i'm still we're still trying to like you know figure things out, so i'm I'm staying here, so that's three months that I haven't been down there. I've still done the weekly meetings. I'm still doing all the things that I need to behind the scenes but but I don't have to go there. I don't have to see any patients and with leverage media, I've got a great team built now, and we the clients wouldn't know any different that I've been on quasi paternity leave for five weeks now because. They're the experts that deliver the actual product. And I'm in charge of making sure that that they're doing their job. So if I didn't have that durability in both of the businesses, I mean, I would have been back in my my girlfriend, for example. She is an attorney and she does not have the same durability. She owns her law firm and she doesn't have the same durability that I do. And she was right. She was like doing emails from the hospital bed. So like she was back to her office, you know, week two, probably a little bit, at, you know, a little bit at a time, but she's, you know, almost full time back in the office now. And I'm still, um, you know, I still have a few more weeks where we're trying to figure out childcare and all that, but it's just been a blessing to have been working for this, this durability for so long for it to rip in the past. I almost feel like I feel guilty sometimes that I don't have to do as much as I used to. But now it's like, I really like am appreciative of all of our team and all of the systems and all the things that we've built so that I get to have this important time, you know, with my first son.
2: So powerful. So, you know, you didn't maybe always think this way, right? So maybe take us a little bit back to your transformation. I think you talked about having your first business, which was your chiropractic practice and recognizing that, you know, it, it was, it couldn't be dependent on you any longer. And so you made a transformation there, but you said something really important at the beginning. You said, my focus from the start, which is a really important thing to focus from the start was doing what only I could do, yeah. to build it around the the things that I would do and commit to doing were the things that only I could do. Right. That was That's a really important revelation. That didn't come initially, that came over time. You developed that awareness and then you had the discipline, To then execute it that way. But I'm sure there was a whole lot pulling you, and you continue to focus on governing. Hey, I'm committed to doing the things that only I can do. Talk a little bit about that the transformation from before and after, let's say owner operator to CEO, and what that transformation was, because it actually enabled you to launch another business, not just live three hours away, but also launch another business. But you launched the new business with a new mindset, with a new you know, a game plan going into it.
0: I could have never started leverage media because I wouldn't have had the like mental capacity and the space and the time to even like be thinking about that or be setting that up or getting that up off the ground, if not for having gotten out of the day to day of treating patients like I love chiropractic, but I do not like the I don't I never liked having to be there every day i had a i I had two practices it i uh, bought an existing practice in a small town, and then I started my practice that I own now from scratch and after about six months of doing those two together, I gave myself a heart attack at thirty from the stress of like burning the candle at both ends, seven day a week, you know work week and i when I was laying in that was two thousand and nine when I was laying in that hospital bed, I was like. I love chiropractic, but not like I don't want to die at uh, you know thirty years old because of the stress of running these businesses. So I had to figure out how to get down to one practice, but then also how can I have the people beside me that are more passionate about the day to day delivery of the of the care. Whereas I was more passionate about the marketing side and the business building and the relationships and all that. So that was just like a a switch. And I've probably told this on the podcast before when we were when I got my first I got associates in both practices within six months or no, I'm sorry, within four months of getting out of the hospital. And I was seeing 40 visits a week in one office and 30 visits a week in another office. So whenever I hear these people that are like at 300 a week and they're, they're like, well, I don't know if I can afford an associate. I'm like, I don't even know where to start talking with them. Cause I'm like, I was just like ready to, I, I I knew how to bring the new patients in, but I was only in each office two and a half days. I was able to go full-time with both of them. And then I was able to start building a team. And again, I wouldn't have been able to start Leverage Media. I wouldn't have been able to grow Leverage Media the way it is, and I wouldn't be able to to be having this time uh, with my son if I hadn't done all that hard work. Because 2009 was not fun. It was not easy. I had I have so much scar tissue from that, and I got lucky on one associate that's still with me today, and he's a great partner in in my practice. And again, it's like, but had I not done that, then it's like I would have just always been delaying it, always been delaying it. And I just had I had a I had a, a, you know, a life event that forced me to rip the Band-Aid off. And and uh, it allowed me to kind of go along the path that I went. It's
2: great. And here you are now with Giovanni and, you know, I know you're going to tell a little bit more, uh, some stories about him and, and what you guys got coming up here down the pipeline as, as we as we go into some of the things. I know we're going to discuss marketing, but yeah. my takeaway from this is how to not die at 30 from a heart attack is to create more scalability and durability, become the CEO of your businesses. So if you take anything away from this podcast, uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, if you're new to the show, hey, glad <laughs> you're tuning in here today. But the topic would be how to not die at 30 from a heart attack. That's gotcha. um, from uh, Dr. Nick Silveri. Uh, and the way to do that is to create durability, scalability, and durability, becoming the CEO of your business. Um, love that. Um, all right, Doc. So let's jump into marketing. I know we've got probably two to three points, uh, major kind of takeaways we want to leave you with today as you're listening to this uh, podcast episode. So I know everyone is, some like of you are a regular note taker. So you, uh, you you may need to take some notes here uh, at this time if you haven't already. So I'm going to turn it over, Dr. Nick, and we'll go back and forth here. But uh, one of the things that we talked about leading up into this uh, meeting here today is, you know, right now, and I hear this a lot with my you know doctors, CEOs that I get to work with is, uh, at this point in 2023, most chiropractors have worked with not one, not two, maybe three or more different marketing agencies, different you know folks that are out there that are doing some sort of marketing for them. So I want to first just kind of check in with you on this, because I know you, you see me with a lot of business owners, you're regularly counseling and guiding them and supporting them with their goals and what they're trying to accomplish with the marketing side of things. So uh, I want to start there and uh, kind of get a finger on the pulse of what's going on out there, what you're seeing. And yeah, just uh, let let you take it,
0: take it away from here. Sure. So I, I mean, I, I do strategy sessions as like the, that's kind of like my day one with clients allows me to learn more about them. They learn more about me, but I do a strategy set, like a true strategy session where I look at their online presence and they tell me about what they're doing, what they've done in the past. So I don't know, three years ago, I'd get probably half the people that I did strategy sessions with that didn't know what Facebook ads were, had never worked with an agency. And my biggest challenge was just getting them to understand like why they should care about this in the first place and how content marketing and lead generation go hand in hand and blah, blah, blah. So I was like Gary Veeing them up like in a 45 minute call. And it was just a lot for me to like, it was a heavy lift for me to like make them understanders basically. Now I don't really have that challenge anymore. Everyone, especially after COVID, everybody agrees that they need to have a better online presence. But what they define as you know a better online presence is not always what I would define. So everybody that I talk to now, there's not a person that I talk to anymore that hasn't at least gone through one agency.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The problem is is they keep, they keep like hoping that one agency has a better mousetrap than the next agency. And the agencies tell them that they do. But fundamentally, they're all Facebook and Instagram, maybe TikTok you know, coupons, and they have a CRM that's built off of high level on, on the back end. And that's like it. That's the whole thing. They'll try to sell you that they are different in some way or another. But from what I see, unless I'm like missing something out there, and I doubt I am because I keep my ear to the ground, that that's basically what you get. It's very scalable for the agencies. It's very profitable. A lot of times they're running your ads out of somebody in the Philippines or in Africa or where I see, because you can see where the uh, the account admins are located at when you look at the the page info. So they don't even know that you know these people in Brazil are running these, these ads for them. So- they're obviously not getting a, a real high level, you know, online strategy. It's basically just a tactic. And sometimes that tactic works. We have, we have clients that no matter what we do, it comes up roses. We have other clients that it's just always a grind when it comes to lead generation. And it may be the community. It may be the competition. It may be the, the reputation of the practice. I don't know. There's a million things that could make lead generation more expensive in one place than the other. What I have found, though, is no matter where you are, no matter how successful it is going for you, it's worse than it was two years ago. It's worse than it was four years ago. It's worse than it was six years ago. And I just think that there is a general demise of lead generation, especially with local businesses, because it's not like you're just competing with the other chiropractors in town. You're now competing with the karate studio, and you're competing with the gym, and you're competing with the PT, and now MDs are doing it. It's like every every local business has been convinced that running a coupon or some, you know, like offer to come in for a sales pitch is going to be the solution to all of your problems.
3: Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of Remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact, and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to com forward slash R-E-M CEO to apply today. What most chiropractors are doing
0: with their online strategy is like the difference between a primary and a secondary subluxation uh, when a patient comes in. The secondary subluxation is causing symptoms, but it is you know, compensatory for the primary subluxation. And until you get to the primary subluxation, you are not going to fix the problem. So the secondary subluxation in chiropractic digital marketing is only running a coupon and beating your community over the head with it and then being upset that it's not working as well as you had hoped in your mind or like the guy in the Facebook page that's probably getting paid by the agency to tell you how great they're doing and you don't get the same results. It's like if you just keep doing that, if you just kept adjusting a secondary subluxation without ever addressing the primary, how much success would you have with that patient? Probably not a lot. And eventually the patient's going to go somewhere else because the true problem is not being addressed. Well, the primary subluxation with most chiroprac- chiropractic offices is that they are not building any brand awareness or brand value in their communities. They're creating no content. They're they're not making deposits into their brand bank account. They're only doing withdrawals, which is come in for my seventeen dollar new patient special. Which the people that are going to make their healthcare decisions based off of ads that pop up in their newsfeed with no other context about who this person is. Those people have probably already done that with someone else, and they have figured out that it is just a sales pitch. It's like not going to be the solution to their problem, and so they're not doing it again. Six years ago, all kinds of people, normal people with like real problems that had the money to spend and good insurance for whatever you were looking for, qualified leads, were coming out of the woodwork in 2017 and 18. But those people are mostly gone if you are not adding value with content. When you add value with content, it, just think about it for yourself. Pete, you have five kids with a wife, you have the means to like pay for whatever you need done, right? I would guess that when you make your own personal healthcare decisions for you and your family, it is based on referrals, and expertise. If you find someone that you're like, this person knows what they are talking about. This is the right personal trainer. This is the right dietitian. This is the right functional medicine doctor for for my family. You are not making the decisions based off of, oh, this coupon popped up in my Facebook feed. But everybody I talk to, not everybody, but the vast majority of the people I talk to are hoping that their perfect patient is out there waiting for this coupon to pop up in their newsfeed. And then that's going to be the thing that really changes it for them. I'm telling you that they're not doing that. I'm telling you that they're doing research about you, even if they get referred by someone. And if you look like you don't even exist, like it's not even a real company, they might not come in, even if they're referred by somebody. So yeah. you have the, you have the, this is the greatest time in chiropractic's history to get the word of chiropractic out. And the best that we can do as a profession right now seems to be, you know, ASMR cracking videos on TikTok. And there are some people out there that are doing great content that's educating, but the vast majority that is out there is just adjusting videos, which there's some value to. But when it's like, we're just trying to get as loud of a pop on a girl in a sports bra as possible, I don't know if that's as helpful as like watching somebody go through the whole process of a day one, day two, getting better, stabilizing and strengthening and all the things that we do as chiropractors in our office. We just need to like let people know from a grassroots level and like there's no better tool than the internet right now. Yeah, Maybe that'll change. But right now, there's nothing better than that.
2: Yeah, it's good. I, I love the, the thought you had. I'm going to say it was a thought flash like BJ about adjusting the primary versus the secondary subluxation and how, you know, and we've all, we're all guilty of this, right? We've all had those patients where we were just like, maybe we just didn't confine the, the primary, right? And you realize like, why is this person not really getting better no matter what we're doing? And you scratch your head and you wonder like, hey, what else could we have done? And what you're saying is, hey guys, listen up, CEOs, they're the primary subluxation, and it's been the subluxation, and it will continue to be, and it's only becoming more r- revealed. you're only the the more with time passing, which is that if you lack brand value and you lack brand awareness, you are missing the primary subluxation right. if 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 i if if Dr. Nick comes to your town digitally to look for you, and it's clear that there's not a real valuable brand and there's not enough brand awareness in your community that you have whatever you have been doing has not been addressing the primary people are finding their practitioners online we know that okay we know that people are doing their homework and research they're checking you out before you ever showed up they've been doing that since that's been going on for a while now yeah Uh, people are not going to make a decision as you said as soon as you talk to me about my life i thought man that's exactly how i do it it's referrals and experts that's who i look for Uh, that's how i make all my decisions basically at this point so you know, and, and maybe not everyone is me. I might not be the only avatar you have, but I for sure think you'd want me and my family in your practice is that that's how we make decisions. So doc, you talked about how getting out there and explaining what you do, right? You use that phrase. I hear you say that a lot. And you gave me, as I was listening to, I picked up three things. You said, give examples, share testimonials and educate. You talked about three things that I just kind of picked up on as you were talking. Do you want to, unpack any of that at all. Just kind of like, because if I'm listening as I'm a CEO, it's like, Hey, what's, what, what can I be doing? What should I be doing? And maybe I'm doing stuff, but am I doing everything that you would recommend? And maybe I'm not. So what do you, what would you say? Cause so maybe, maybe, maybe unpack that just, just a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think that number one is allowing people to be a fly on the wall, to see what you do in the practice. Like let's take pediatric chiropractors, for example, If a mom has been told in a mom's group that they should get their kid adjusted and they've never thought about that for a second, right? They their kids got ear infections. Somebody in a group or at work or someone said, you should see a chiropractor. They don't say you should go to ABC chiropractic. That's my chiropractor. They're great. They just say you should get the your kid adjusted, right? They Google, you know, pediatric chiropractor near me and you're the first person that pops up. If you have some Boilerplate written by a fa- by a website company that you rent your website from from for three hundred dollars a month that uh, that was probably written by ChatGBT. If if that all they see is just like they can tell that you didn't do it, is that mom going to feel comfortable enough to click on the schedule button? Versus if they go to a page where they can see you adjusting a baby. They understand now that it's not what they, it's not what they see on TikTok. It's that it's pressure on fingertips and you're explaining it as you're doing it. That mom feels a thousand times better, especially if you come across as an expert, they're not going to whoever's number two on the Google rankings. You made that connection. It's that micro connection that gets them to make those micro commitments, which is take action and schedule your appointment, because that's the whole point of content. And the website is get them to do the next step. You don't have to sell them into a lifetime family wellness for themselves and their three other kids on that video. You just need them to take the next step. And a lot of it just comes down to like trust building or showing that you're an expert. So that's like show people what you do. Like not everybody knows as much about chiropractic as we do. So just literally show them. Doing what it is that you do with, with patients. And the more it is with real patients, the better. If you're doing it with like your front desk all the time, it's just not as effective. The second is educational. So get all, I think the content is a, is a bowling ball. All this, all the knowledge you have in your, uh, about something, you know, about health or nervous system or whatever, it's a bowling ball. And if you threw it on the ground and it broke into a million pieces, each one of those pieces is a piece of content. It's a podcast, it's a blog post, it's a video, it's uh, however you're going to create content, right? Those pieces of content, you know, three stretches you can do first thing in the morning for low back pain, uh, the number one treatment to do for a bulge disc. Whatever you're trying to like explain to patients in your own office, you should be like healthy living tips, exercises, stretches, techniques, uh, how you adjust, like more explanation than just like here's a video of me adjusting a baby or here's a, here's a video of me talking through the adjustment with, you know, construction worker. Educational is more thought out, it's more planned out, it's less like off the cuff. And it's more of like you don't have, you don't need to have a it still should be demonstration. You don't need to read off of a teleprompter, but you need to be explaining what it is you're doing. How is it the the adjustment helps the nervous system? How does this, how does adjusting your low back make your foot um, less numb. You know, just like explaining to them how this stuff works. And then the third is testimonial. Anytime you can get patients, other professionals to talk about you is more valuable than you talking about you. When when you or Dr. Steven uh, talk about me in a positive light, it's worth 10,000 of me explaining like why I'm so great. Right. You know, so I think yeah. those it, it, and that's like, I mean, is there more? Could they could they do more things? Sure, but those are the three things that I think for a chiropractic office really like will make a difference over time. Because it's not about one; it's about each one's a base hit. You know, Franson always says consistency is the new intensity. Nothing could be more true in content creation and content marketing than that. Especially in a small town, your 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 goal is just to stay in front of people with again, those brand deposits instead of what most are doing right now, which is just like beating people over the head with with their coupon. And these agencies go further and further away from your office because they have to get more and more people that are responding to the ads. So you end up with people that are an hour away just being like, oh, I didn't realize you were, you know, you were in Chicago. I'm in Rockford. That's not going to work, you know?
2: Man, so many great, great things you share. But one of my big takeaways for us as CEOs listening to this is consistency with creating these micro connections. I liked how you talked about how it's this micro commitments that come from micro connections. I love that. How in order to do that, though, you have to be consistently putting out great content. Whether it's, hey, this is me showing you that I am an expert or we are an expert. If you think about if you've got a team of doctors in multiple clinics and you're saying, hey, we are an expert network in our area. So find one of our offices near you. Our doctors are trained or whatever in this. Look at these experts and how they do what they do. You know, educational, you know, all those pieces of content that that when you hits the ground, you know, the bone ball hits the ground, it's like all of that. I think a lot of doctors don't realize how much they know. How long has it been since you oh, man. really unpack it? It's like, oh my gosh, like we, you could talk about so many subjects and so many things that would add value to speak to an audience that would get their attention that they, you know, hook into that. And then you can explain using that education. I love that. But micro, 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 all these things. And that leads to that micro commitment with commitment to what? To the next step. And I love the analogy that you use about not beating people over their head. Um, I think at this point, people are becoming allergic to that. There's, you know, people want to, you want to make deposits into people so that when they're ready to take the step, they're going to be taking it from this account that you've already built with them. So they're ready to make an investment from the account that's already been built into, you've already deposited into their account when they come in and make their quote unquote payment, their commitments coming from a deposit that you've already put, put into them. Yeah, And so it's
3: coming from that place. I think that's powerful. I love that. Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to ChiroMatchmakers.com. Last thing I think we could discuss
2: here today is this idea of now, next, and ultimately. And I, I know you've been, you know, as a new father, you've been studying on. Being the best dad, I know you can be, yeah. and you, you shared with me something that I'm very intrigued by myself, mm-hmm. which is the difference between being a ghost or an ancestor. I love you to talk about that, leading into, you know, what's important now, next, and ultimately as CEOs, we always think in three frames and operate in three frames of time. So I would like to hear from you speaking about this directly uh, to our CEOs today.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll get to that ghost versus ancestor kind of at the ultimate part. But it, I, as I was thinking through this, because you told me that that's where you wanted to, to kind of uh, discuss. And, and so I had to like think about it. I'm like, well, as a like because it's a CEO role, like it's you know, it's you've got to think of it as like, what's your role as the CEO? And that's not always just like you got to get in front of the camera and, and, you know, be the dancing bear. So I kind of broke it down into the single doc, which is, you know, probably the the large majority of the the profession all of those not all but most of those single docs are probably trying to move towards a multiple doc and you know get bigger and bigger and then the other is like a, a already a multiple doc office that has a bigger staff and has more resources at the disposal so i'll go through the single doc first and then go through the the um, the multiple doc and bigger office and that's kind of where i'm coming from that i can you know shed some light so with the with the single doc you know the thing that they can do now is make the mental commitment to do content. Understand that this is something you're going to have to do for the rest of your career if you want to stay relevant and if you want to build a brand. Could you do it by getting out there and doing talks and through referrals? Yes, but this is a lot more leverageable. This is a lot easier way of getting yourself out in front of the people that are in your community. But you have to make the commitment to not only start doing it, but continue to do it. Because the continuing to do it is what allows you to continue to evolve, figure out what's working, what's not working. So you have to create a plan in the beginning that is simple enough to where you know you can do it. It's not overwhelming. What I do a lot of the times is I get a little too excited about new ideas and I overpromise myself that I'm going to do all these things and then I don't do it and I kind of feel like I failed because I only did part of it or half of it. So keep it simple so that you can get it done and you can stay with it as you after three months, if you've done content every day for for 90 days or once a week for 90 days or whatever it is that you decided to do. At the 90-day mark, you can decide to like subtract or add from there. The next piece is you gotta stay consistent. I already said, consistency is the new intensity. In a local market, you being in front of them with valuable content and it always is changing, you won't realize it right away. But when you get into that one, two, three, five, 10-year mark, we're almost 10 years into creating content in my practice every week. And the difference in how our brand is seen now versus how it was in the first year is night and day. But most people don't want to be patient. They don't want to get to year three to year five where I think that magic really happens. So lead generation should be happening from day one. You should be doing the sprints every single month, trying to get as many warm bodies through the office as possible. But you should also be running the marathon at the same time by building brand, building brand, building brand so that year three, five, 10, your brand is outweighing what you're getting from your lead generation. You're, you're, you're attracting those ideal patients. And then ultimately, I would imagine a single doc is wanting to create content in order to expand, to, to get beyond just yourself. And I think that that leads into what the multiple doctor offices, the bigger offices need to be focused on. The now is that you've got to get your team on board and develop a plan. So getting your team on board is so important because when you're a bigger office and you have more people at your disposal, you don't want it to just be you because you want to build the brand of the office, not the brand of Dr. X. So the more it can be a team effort, the better, but you know, associates or team members aren't always as excited about creating content as we are. So you have to explain to them, like, what's the benefit of it? You can't just say, okay, guys, we're doing content now. Nick said we got to do it. So now we're doing it. That's a really good way to have to be pulling a bunch of heavy, you know, bodies up a hill. So you want to make sure that you're all rowing in the right direction. They see the vision, you know, vision casting when it comes to content creation I think is super important. So that was now. Next would be start creating content based on that plan. And again, be willing to change based on the data that you're seeing and the feedback that you're getting from patients, from people that you're attracting into the office. They'll, They'll start to see it a lot in their feed, especially existing patients. And they'll tell you that they saw it, which is not that helpful. It doesn't matter that they saw it. Ask them, did they watch it? What did they think? How did it look? How did it sound? Did you see value in it? Blah, blah, blah. Because these are the people, you know, social media is about people sharing content with their, you know, circle of influence. So your patients are going to see this content just like random strangers are going to see this content. And they're the ones that can forward it in, you know, Facebook Messenger to the woman that they've worked with, that they've been trying to tell this woman, hey, this is my doctor you should go see them. When they send a video of you talking about their, the exact problem that that woman's dealing with, and they can learn from themselves, that makes a whole world of difference. So asking for that feedback um, is really important. And then ultimately, it's like I said earlier, is you want to be building the brand of the office, not of yourself, because you want to get into creating legacy in your community. So what you had mentioned earlier about the ghost and the ancestor or ghost horse, the ancestor, uh, I'm reading this book by Ryan holiday called daily dad. And it's, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a, a story or something from like Seneca or Marcus Aurelius about like how to like deal with your kids. And every day there's, you know, it's like a page or two in the book. I listen on audio. So it's like a couple of minutes every day. And I'll listen to like a month at a time when I'm, when I'm uh, feeding Giovanni in the morning, but the one thing that has really stuck out to me, and he's used it a couple of times uh, so far, is this idea of: Do you want to be a ghost or an ancestor to your to your kids? A ghost meaning: Do you want to load on them uh, all of your bad habits, all of your hang-ups? Do you want to continue the cycle of of poor parenting, or you know, God forbid, violence? You know, do you want to be a ghost that like holds them back? Or do you want to be an ancestor that lifts your kids up onto your shoulders and you're able to walk alongside them and make them a better version of themselves than you are? I am like getting choked up talking about. It. And you know, ultimately with your practice, do you want to be a ghost in your community? Meaning when you retire, when you sell, when you uh, you know, if you die in practice, do you want that to be the end? I, I mean, I had heard more stories about people going out of business and then just like disappearing from that community. They served for 20, 30, 40 years, and then they're just gone. And it's just like they're a race off of the map of that community that they serve. Or do you want to be an ancestor? So I, I watched Field of Dreams with Giovanni. It was our first movie to watch together. And one of the scenes is when he goes back to, to Minnesota for Moonlight Grant, And Moonlight Grand uh, was a doctor in that community, and it was... 19, uh, I'm sorry. It was like 1989 when they were supposed to be like going to Minnesota, but he had died in 1972. But all these people were telling all these touching stories about like how he helped kids in need. And I mean, man, it is like, I didn't realize that I was going to be crying on this podcast. So so anyway, do you want to be, you know, the moonlight Graham of your community? Do you want to leave that lasting legacy? And like, did he leave that legacy because He created content uh, for the internet? No, but uh, that is the idea of you you need to take it upon yourself that all of these people that are in your community need your service and they need your expertise. And right now there are too many chiropractors that are functioning as a speakeasy where you have to know somebody to like know the secret password to get into the office. Whereas like we should be shouting this from the rooftops. We've got the truth. But all we're doing is running $19 specials on Facebook. Nobody wants to get in front of the camera. Nobody wants to sit down and think about a plan. Nobody wants to hire an agency like mine that's already figured it all out. They wanna they wanna hold that a coupon. It's like, if I asked you, Pete, owner of ABC Chiropractic, would you like to run ads on the back of the grocery receipts? You'd say like, no, why would it, that is crazy. Like, that is such an unprofessional way to market my practice. What do you think is the difference? The, the grocery receipt, it's like it has their attention. It has their eyeballs. You can put a $19 offer right there. It's the exact same thing as these Facebook ads. I don't know what the difference is, but for some reason, they are fine with the Facebook ads, not fine with newspaper ads or back of the, the receipt. That stuff is not going to create legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franson has talked before with me. I don't know if he's talked about it on the podcast, but he's talked before with me about Native Americans, how they take a uh, like a six generation approach to decisions that they make with their tribe and with the land and just like, um, you know, maintaining things. And when you take that long term view and you don't just think of it, I'm going to be in practice for 20 more years. And you start thinking about legacy. The only thing that's going to build legacy is by you sharing your expertise. And the Mm -hmm. best way, the most leverageable way of sharing your expertise right now in 2023 is the Internet is social media is your website is seo is google ads and that's why you have to do all of it and you don't have to be an expert at all of it that's why i exist that's why people of my ilk exist because this is our passion i just happen to be passionate about helping chiropractors instead of helping dentists or you know tire change businesses i want to help chiropractors get the message of chiropractic out into their community in a organic way. And using all of the strategies that I have thought about for my 10,000 hours, and I swear I know more about chiropractic digital marketing than probably anybody in the world, except for maybe there's maybe two people that could be in the conversation. But who wouldn't want that brain power on their side? And, you know, like, that's just, you can do it on your own. Everything I just said, you could absolutely figure it out. The internet exists. Go like, look it up, watch all my videos, listen to my podcast. I just tell you what you can do. It's just that people like accountability and they like the structure and they like to have it done for them. But you have to, whether you hire somebody like me or you do it yourself, this is not a a want to, this is a have to. You have to start getting your message out there. There are people's lives at stake. I just watched the Netflix uh, show with Matthew Broderick about the uh, the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma, and it was, like, heartbreaking, you know, because you think about how many of these people died, A, because of these people's greed, but because they ended up on these painkillers and they couldn't get off of them, lives were ruined, families were ruined, businesses were ruined, and it's because we weren't loud enough to be the first option, you know? Oxycontin was the first option. And so that's what's at stake. And you got to get serious about it. And you, you have to have a plan of like what you're going to do. So I love that idea of like, do you want to be a ghost or an ancestor to your community? I
2: don't really have a lot to say after hearing you. So if you're hearing Doc right now, share his heart. I mean, CEOs, there's not much to add. So I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to leave it to us to decide how we're going to move forward from here after listening to this. You have a lot to consider, a lot to think about. And if you have any questions about these things and need some counsel, I I recommend and encourage you to reach out to Dr. Nick. He'd be more than willing to discuss what's going on with your brand and your business right now. And what it would look like to have a, a longer view of your business, ultimately, the ultimate for all of us is legacy. So, Doc, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being a remarkable CEO. Thank you for being an advocate for uh, the remarkable practice, remarkable CEO, and what we're wanting to accomplish as well, this great profession that we serve. Thank you for your commitment to serving the doctors that we get to work with and helping them reach more people in their community, helping them overcome a lot of the, the barriers, the limiting beliefs and challenges of actually getting their brand out there and doing the work. And doing it in a more remarkable way, you help them do that. So thank you for that. Yep. Thank you for being a, a success partner, a remarkable success partner, an enterprise partner, the remarkable practice as well. So we can continue to help more doctors help more people. Yep. You've been listening to a another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camillo, and today my co-host, Dr. Nick Silvery, one of our incredible and remarkable success partners, remarkable CEO himself, and uh, an awesome guest today. So. Please share this podcast. If you know someone that you know should hear it, please do that. Uh, It's one of the ways we can help each other, help more people. And remember to tune in next week for the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, take care everyone and God bless. Thanks again, Dr. Nick.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors.